If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Okay. Three, two, one. Padres Hot Tub is brought to you by the Padres Hot Tub Patreon Discord. Growing every day, we are starting to get more people filing in. Pitchers and catchers have reported, and so have patrons, Chris Reed. They are coming back to the flock to join the PHT community for the 2023 season. Uh, We appreciate that they are. You know what I did this week in the Discord, Craig? What'd you do? I signed up for a fantasy baseball league. Yes, me too. Yeah, as a matter man. of fact, uh, two. As a matter of fact, I have signed up for two leagues because we have, and, and uh, Monty, one of our great patrons, has been kind of coordinating this. Last year, we had a Padres 8 Hot Tub uh, Patreon Fantasy Baseball League, which I think had 12 or 14. It had a lot of participants, um, and it was great. I didn't win. Uh, very disappointing, nonetheless. Uh, this year, the level of interest has tripled to the point that now we have a PHT premier league baseball, but still like we've got the top league and then we've got the second league where if you win that, you like gain entry into the top league. We've got promotion relegation. We can't have this in us soccer. We've got it in the PHT discord. This is for $5. Chris, you could be part of this lunacy. Dude, I'm in the lower league, but not for long. Going to go ahead and put that on the record immediately. Uh, But it just shows, you know, the interest is growing. The community is growing seemingly every week. Uh, We talk about new members on banter, and uh, it's a lot of fun. And, folks, you know, it is a low commitment to support uh, a program, a podcast, that, that gives you value. So, you know. It's always nice to show your support in ways other than just listening. Uh, but we appreciate those that are just doing that. Nonetheless, if you're a baseball fantasy guy, uh, how about NBA? We've got an NBA fantasy league going on right now. We're going to have in March a fantasy league for Survivor 44, and it'll be our fourth season of doing it on the Padres Hot Tub Patreon. That's the level of fantasy fun you can find, plus the chance to be live as part of our group therapy and post-game show podcast, being a part of our Discord, and that's just at the $5 level. We've got all kinds of benefits. Go check them out for yourself. Go to patreon.com slash Padres Hot Tub. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Padres Hot Tub. Dive on in, and we'll see you in the hot tub next month. Welcome to the Padres Hot Tub, everybody. Craig Elston, Chris Reed. 
producer Rafi Cantor. We're here. It's Monday, February 13th. We're recording. It's a Monday night again. And guess what? It's that what? day. It's that day. Pitchers what and catchers day? have reported. Are you, are you reporting? Tell- there are was you a t- reporting. There was a report? Are, are you the telling me that, was issued. that Juan Fernandez, Chandler Siegel, Pedro Severino, Luis Campusano, and Austin Nola have gloves on their hands and are catching hot gloves. balls? I don't even know who that second guy was you mentioned, but yes, absolutely. They've got they've got cat they've got the little catching mitt on. There's guys throwing them a pill. It's happening. Nick Martinez looks good in yellow shorts. Like it's all happening all at once. Pitches and catches reported. This is a baseball podcast again. Silly season is almost kind of over. I mean, it is. It's over. It is terminal. Uh, baseball season has begun. Super Bowl happened yesterday. Nobody cares. Literally, nobody on earth cares that the Super Bowl happened yesterday no because it is now it. baseball. Right. All right, so we've got a good show today. Not going to be an incredibly long show because, look, we're just kind of setting the stage right now. Spring training has begun. We'll go through the news. Uh, we'll offer a little bit of a, a mini spring training preview. And specifically, uh, Chris and I will give you the five stories. Uh, and I don't know if they're the same five stories or if between us we'll have ten different stories. Probably won't be ten. We'll probably agree on one or two. Uh, nonetheless, we'll give you the five stories we're really looking out for, uh, and watching for in spring training 2023. But first in the news, if you didn't listen to our group therapy talking about the U Darvish contract extension, it's right there. It's in the feed. It's the podcast prior to this one. Go back, check it out. You'll hear what Chris had to say, what a lot of our patrons had to say. We recorded it. Uh, live on a Thursday evening on our Discord group therapy stage, we had a lot of great, a co- uh, lot of great contributions uh, on that podcast, and you can check it out. Uh, bottom line, we all like it, and we all wonder what you Darvish will look like in his forties. Um, seems like the reaction locally has been incredible, and then when you read kind of like the fan graphs, you know, when you read some of the more analytical uh, write-ups, they figure that this contract will age poorly for the Padres. I don't feel like any of this is really a surprise. No, I, I, the computers are going to assume that people get worse as they get older. Don't blame them on that. Uh, I did see the zips, uh, the zips, uh, prediction going out to the last year, the contract and you know, that he'd pitch like 12 innings or something like that. But, you know, I just want to point out that zips also says that the San Francisco giants are going to win 88 games this year. So maybe it doesn't know some things. Maybe it might be wrong sometimes. Better be. The Giants are going to win 88 games. That's what, uh, Let's put it this way. Zip says the Giants are going to win 88 games. And Las Vegas says they're going to win 80 and a half. And, you know, one of those has a little bit more on the line if they're wrong. Completely separate discussion, which would be an eddy uh, inside our Padres hot tub that we could spin around inside for a moment. But uh, given that we're no longer in an unbalanced schedule, the fact that these good NL West teams won't be playing each other as often may raise the win-loss bar. 
for a team like the Giants or the Diamondbacks that otherwise would be getting pummeled by the Padres and Dodgers uh, for 30 losses. And now if you cut that in half, okay, that would be my one argument in favor of that. But F the Giants. I'm not, I'm, this isn't, uh, this isn't, gi- <laughs> if, if this is Giants cold dip, organic cold dip, you know, that's a different podcast. That's not, we're in Padres hot tub right over here, artificially warmed hot tub so yeah okay um yeah bottom line you know we like i said we 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 covered the darvish extension i'm excited for it i think it's an example of stretching contracts to try and lower average annual value while locking in a player this is my bottom line there was a long article i don't know if you guys read it but it was this morning in the union tribune uh you know kevin ac's kind of first salvo of spring training coverage talking about how this year the Padres are expected to pay into the revenue sharing system for the first time, where even as recently as 2019, they were recipients uh, of of the revenue sharing system. And previously, they were the biggest recipient, according to the article, uh, in the revenue sharing system. Uh, Eric Gruppner had, uh, maybe I'll pull it up to, to get it exactly right, but he had essentially a pull quote in there and the pull quote was, we intend to compete for the decade. You know, and, and, and while there is a, a little bit of wiggle in there in terms of uh, A.J. Preller saying, well, yeah, this is where our payroll commitment is right now, and it doesn't necessarily reflect where it could be in a couple, three years, they're not going to go back to being 29th in payroll like they were in 2019. You know, uh, and I feel like there is a general plan here to spend money, to make money, and to, uh, you know, grow the payroll in order to continue to make money. And the way to make money, and here's the quote, I found it, Um, Gruppner, we have to play winning baseball, and I would say that we need to be year in and year out in the mix for the playoffs. Not to say that we absolutely have to make the playoffs every year. You know, there's years that any number of things can go against you, injuries or other things that are unforeseen. But more often than not, we expect to be putting a team out there that's capable of making the playoffs and pursuing a World Series championship. So, Chris, why won't Padres fans take the Padres at their word? You know what I'm saying? Like, they're Mm -hmm. telling you that for the next decade, they intend to compete for a title some way or another every year the way they've behaved i've got no reason not to believe them Uh, sure you know i i believe their words at this point because their recent actions have demonstrated that you know they they back it up however you know no padres fan has lived to see a world series title uh Padres fans have seen plenty of fire sales. Uh they've seen plenty of their favorite players leave town, you know, after signing that decent contract, you know, like Gonzalez and Peavy. Guys that, you know, you wanted to see play out their careers and we've seen them go away and the team tr- not try to be competitive. So yeah, uh, there's going to be a tiny bit uh, a tiny part of all of us that says it can't be real. It can't be real. It's all going to collapse. Um, 
their actions prove that this team wants to win. Peter Seidler uh, is almost a lunatic in the spectrum of baseball owners. Uh, I, I think they're in a great place, and it's not surprising to hear a business say that, hey, you know, we might want to be profitable at some point. So just know that going forward. Right. Uh, exactly. So you Darvish even said himself uh, in an interview when he uh, when when the, when the contract was announced that he took a slightly lower average annual value. He literally said, like, well, maybe some of that can go to Manny Machado. So that's the next thing. Dennis Lynn uh, wrote his opening salvo from spring training today with his stories to watch. Uh, we'll see how many of his stories to watch and ours uh, at the end of this podcast wind up lining up pretty closely. But one of the things he mentioned in there, he I don't know if this is reporting or speculation, but he said the Manny camp, uh, meaning agent Dan Lozano, likely to ask in the beginning of negotiations for an average annual contract value closer to $40 million a year than to $30 million a year. That sounds scary. It's not necessarily true, but it does lead to a fun podcast topic or not fun, but a grim podcast topic. I know you're a deep, deep Manny acolyte when we did our fan survey two pods mm -hmm. ago, Chris, and we got to throw the money at who? I said Soto, you said Manny. Yep. Do you have a walkaway number for a Manny extension? In other words, if they told you it was going to be 10 years, $400 million for Manny yep. Machado, uh, is there a number at which you say, you know what, Manny, go get it from Steve Cohen. Don't don't take it from Petey. When we brought this up, my number has been 10-300 is the one that works great for Manny and the team. And Dennis Lynn right away saying, ah, 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 that's not going to be enough. Uh, and I trust what Dennis Lynn says about Manny's camp a whole lot more than I would Kevin A.C.'s, uh, considering they don't even seem to get along that great. Man, no, there isn't really a number because the thing is, you're not going to replace Manny, no matter what it is. He is... Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite sources social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus he stands atop the the third baseman that are going to be available for the padres to sign for the next few years i mean 
look at in 2024 next year, the guys that are going to be free agents with Manny are going to be Evan Longoria and Matt Chapman. Matt Chapman's a solid defensive guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he's not a horrible option, but if you're trying to replace Manny Machado, he is a horrible option. He, he's half the player. The next year you have Bregman hitting the market, Tim Anderson, uh, along with Juan Soto, Pete Alonso. Is that what you're going to do? You're going to, you're going to play a season uh, with Huss on Kim at third, thinking that you're going to be on Bregman or stuff. That's too many chances. It's too much risk, uh, to, to, you know, not give Manny an extra 6 million. Now I don't want Manny to hold the team over a barrel. I want them to be able to go out and get some of these other guys that are coming up for free agency, especially if Soto doesn't stay. But at the end of the day, he is one of the top 10 players in baseball and you don't replace that. It, it, that production won't find anywhere else and certainly not in their farm system. So man, I don't really have a walkaway number. I do whatever it takes to get Manny back. And if that's Manny hitting the market and doing like a judge thing where he finds out what the absolute most a team is going to pay him is, and then goes back to his home club and says, no, get close. Let's make this happen. That's like the worst case for me. Uh, I'm not entertaining the thought of him leaving. Yeah. You know, I can't go all the way there. I just can't. I do have a walk away number for Manny and it might be a little lower than some other people's. I mean, I, I just, First off, I want to say this. There's risk for Manny Machado to go into this year, okay? I know Aaron Judge nailed it. Aaron Judge went into the last year of, of his, you know, in his 30s, in his early 30s, last year of his, of his contract before free agency, and he put up a Ruthian season. And he forced the Yankees to pay him and... At that time, and in past podcasts, Chris, I said, I didn't want the Padres to sign Aaron Judge. Mm. Seemed like you were paying for that year that you'll never get on your team. It's a year that he had for the Yankees in 2022. Um, I didn't know that a big man like him would age particularly well into the seventh, eighth, and ninth years of his contract. And I do think Manny will probably age a little better than... Uh, than Aaron Judge will. Nonetheless, you've paid five one fifty for probably the best five years of his career. And if the next five years of his career, we can all agree aren't going to be as good as the previous five, and you're going to pay a lot more for that, I'd give the money to Juan Soto. I just would. I would throw it all behind Juan Soto and say, Juan, stick around, and in 2024, I could live with an infield of Hassan Kim at short and Cronenworth at second and Tatis at third base. You know, and, and, and I could and find a first baseman. Like, I feel like we could live with that and throw the bag at Soto compared to just Manny, I'm on my knees, whatever you want, 13-450, doesn't matter. Like, just stay, please, God, stay. I'm not quite there. Like, if 
we can have the best part of his career and, and watch him go somewhere else. I'll be mad. I'll be sad, but I don't think it'll wreck the franchise. I don't, I don't view them as being like mutually exclusive. I don't think if you give Manny $5 million more a year than you wanted or that the previous deal had, you don't get Juan Soto. Uh, especially considering how the Padres have behaved the last few years. That, that's kind of the thing that makes it hard for me to say there's a walkaway number because every time the Padres have a budget, that gets blown out of the water. So I think Manny's presence on the team is so tangible and has led to the team playing better at times when it, it, it may not have, you know, that. Uh, I, I just think that his production and what he gives to the team can't be replaced by what's available. So if you have to overpay by a few million, you do it. Um, that said, I, I don't want to have a crippled franchise in eight years. That's what everybody's afraid of. Uh, but and, and I don't want to live in the now, which is another season of Manny Machado. Like, I'm perfectly fine if Manny Machado's endgame is to win a World Series this year for the Padres and then try to get, you know, some owner in one of these tiny stadiums or in Colorado. <laughs> yeah, he could go to Dick Monfort's place <laughs> in a great locker room. If Step Dick, up, Dick. <laughs> yeah, if Dick Monfort wants to pay him $40 million a year and Manny can chase his Hall of Fame credentials, like, I don't know what Manny wants. He approaches the game like a business like i've said before so part of me does think he's going to be ruthless in the negotiation uh so i want him to win a world series this year and i i think that that's what manny's focused on and uh regardless of where he goes next year if he wins the world series this year i'm good my bottom line on this is i believe that manny wants to remain a padre i think he wants to extract yeah money out of the positive situation that he's got but i think he needs to recognize that he has downside risk if manny machado goes out and puts up a not so great season next season everyone isn't going to be falling over themselves because then that narrative of oh, 31 maybe starting to decline and now you're really going to give this guy you know 400 million dollars he just put up a 275 1981 season you know like he just had he had a down year like he a, a major injury is a massive roadblock to manny machado getting a free agent contract that breaks the universe so there should be some pressure on manny in addition to on the padres so my bottom line is i figure that manny wants to be a padre A.J. Preller wants him to be a Padre. Peter Seidler wants him to be a Padre. And A.J. Preller has certain things that he has shown repeatedly to be his little tricks. So yeah. are we going to be mad at a 12-year contract extension for Manny Machado that includes a player opt-out after two years? <laughs> like, it's front-loaded so that he makes $38 million the next two years. And then it's like, you can keep the next 10 years for whatever the rest of that number is, you know, with a, with a long yeah, receding downward tail. Right. Yeah. Or you can opt out and go to free agency again if you've had 
back-to-back MVP seasons at age 32, 33. Like, I wouldn't be surprised at all if AJ did something like that. At some point, he's got to feel like he's getting bitten in the ass by these opt-outs. I mean, this Manny one is certainly doing so. It, it kind of did on the Nick Martinez-Robert Suarez fronts. I mean, those got resolved quickly, but I'm sure that's not what AJ wanted. I'm sure he wanted to just get them at the deals they already negotiated. So I, I certainly hope he's learning his lesson in that regard. When he talks about Manny's potential decision to opt out, it sure seems like he's a little bit, if not resentful, maybe just a little sour on the on on what could come to pass. Yeah, AJ had a quote. He was like, well, this isn't exactly the same situation as a player going into his last year of free agency. I'm like, yeah, it's the situation you created, AJ. Yeah. And, and Manny, Manny has some risk, but not a lot. If he gets hurt this year, he's got $150 million waiting for him. He doesn't have to exercise the opt-out before he plays the year. Uh, he, he, he holds the cards, you know? Right. No, it's true. So I still think it'll get happen. I still think it can get done, but, um, Chris doesn't have a walk away number. I, I do. I do. I've, I've got a walk away number. Uh, for Manny Machado. Uh, how about a walk-in number? Uh, Mike, how about a walk-a? Walk-a in number. Michael Waka, uh, according to the great Kevin Acey, uh, somebody that uh, the, the Padres are pursuing. He also mentioned the pride of Rancho Bernardo High, lifelong Dodger fan, Cole Hamels. Um, at the tender age of 39, which now in Padre, you know, I mean, that's like multi-year contract territory. Like, no. would you like a three-year deal, Cole Hamels? Uh, what, what, what do you think? Should we add one of these arms? Bro, I am not Fozzie bearing it up. I am not waka, waka, waka. Not, I'm not in that camp. You know, each of these guys, for whatever they pay him, you want to talk about you know, you saving $3 on $3 million on his contract to pay Manny. If you pay Waka 10 million with your tax penalties, if that's not double, if it's not 19 million, it's 16 million. So that's 6 million and 9 million respectively that is gone. You know, it gets to go to the Cincinnati Reds and player retirements. It should be noted. Um, the Cole Hamels thing, I had to look up how old he was. I was like, I was kind of like, is that the same Cole Hamels? I'm yeah, like, that's the same Cole yeah. Hamels, man. Yeah. 2008 like, World Series. To get back into m my former collection of baseball cards, you have to have been around for a minute. And, uh, yeah. So, hey, if he's got something that AJ likes, the dude can assess pitchers quite well. Hamels probably wouldn't cost all that much. Uh, so that one is, a, I'm warm on Hamels, depending on what it is. I don't want them, you know, paying $20 million a year for the fifth starter when spring training is coming up and they might find him there. Yeah. I, I'm, you know, really there's opportunity cost and that's what Padre fans have to consider. There's always the ability to be the kid pulling on mom's you know, a coattail at the grocery store saying, buy, 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 you know, buy it all. I want, but yeah, we got all this, we got this basket full of stuff, but I want something more. Um, but I think you really have to weigh the opportunity cost of what it takes to get a Michael Walker uh, under contract compared to what if Jay Groom's passable? Mm -hmm. What if Jay Groom's league average 
What if Jay ah. Groom can put up a 4.6 ERA pitching 18 starts this year and, and getting into the fifth and the sixth inning, you know, in, in half of those starts? What's to say that Michael Walker doesn't do the same damn thing? Yeah. Because, like, he's literally done that. I mean, I think he was pretty good with Boston last year, and the year before with Tampa, he sucked. Yep. He pitched to an ERA close to six. So these are equally possible outcomes, or you could try someone else. Maybe Adrian Morahone builds out. Maybe Michelle Baez builds out. Maybe Groom's got it in him. Maybe Reese Kinnear, who I saw had, like, kind of a long-ass mullet in that 30-second uh, pitchers and catchers compilation. Oh, no, I missed it. Yeah, he had like I was like, is that who is that? Is that Jack Sparrow? No, oh, it's, it's Reese Kinnear. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you know, one, maybe one of these guys has has what it takes. Um, Cole Hamill's NRI conditional. You know, you make four million if you make the team type thing. I guess. I mean. A San Diegan who's always sworn to hate the Padres. I, I just don't know if the juju is there to lead us to our first World Series championship. I feel like we're going to have to cut Cole Hamill strategically somewhere along the way if we're going to make it all the way to the end. Yeah, this is this is spring training. It's about vibes. We don't want any any of that East County vibes. It's Rancho Bernardo, East County. No, North Should County. North whole, County. Should we no, start no. a whole new controversy? No, no. I meant to continue the existing Discord controversy. That I, I mean, he's not in Poway, for God's sake. <laughs> it's in Rancho Bernardo. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Drew Pomerantz, according to reporting, uh, is expected to be ready by opening day, but is expected to be eased into 2020 he's did it guys pitched like 10 <laughs> innings in three years let's ease him in that is some reporting there <laughs> let's dip the toe in don't dive in at first with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky <gasps> No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's expected to be eased in and throw left-handed. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. This guy. This guy over here, Pomerantz. I don't know what to think about him. But what's your over-under on Drew Pomerantz innings in 2023? Like, if I'm putting my, uh, like... You're Vegas. You're the sports book. Set me oh, a number that, I, that I'm going to have to fight. Give me a number. 35. Under. You're going under 35. Way under. Yeah, I think 35 is him get, getting a solid half in. And that 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 is like what should happen according to the team. 
and, I'd and be science. psyched if Drew Pomeranz threw 35 innings. I'm not saying those are going to be good. Like He could be decidedly mediocre for a long time, and I feel like the team is going to play out his audition. That That's kind of the thing. If he's bad, number's way down, right? Like, yeah. I don't, I don't know if he comes back and can't be effective if they keep him around or just like view it as the dead money. It's always been. He's in the last year, I believe, yeah. right? This is the last year. So if he's not good, they'll just jettison him because at this point it doesn't matter. Um, but I don't know if there's any real reason to think that Drew Pomerantz would pitch hel- a healthy year and also be bad. He's normally either been good or injured, and mostly injured, <laughs> but sometimes good. Like when when he pitched, no. he's he's generally been good. So um, I, I see Drew Pomerantz, and and this is one of those things that I'm sure we'll talk about between here and March 30th. Uh, as an X factor player, he he's a a swinging variable. Yep. You know, he he could be. 60 innings of quality base probably not 60 he could be 47 innings of quality baseball uh, one point something era he could be three innings walks off the mound never see him again you know or he could be some mediocrity in between uh but I just feel like, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I the one thing I haven't really seen is Drew Pomerantz as a reliever just sucking. Like, mm. usually it's either him clutching his elbow or ripping off strikeouts, getting guys out. It's just been a long time. You know, there's muscle memory. There's, there's like, core fitness that has to has to be there. Like, as far as knowing how to pitch, he's going to know that, but... It's just been so long, Craig, you know, three years or whatever it is. Like, there's no guarantees whatsoever, and we'll be happy with what we get. And hopefully the Drew Pamarantz Padre story has a chapter that we can smile about at the end of it. So Drew Pomerantz 2023, it's the uh, stern dad, you get what you get and you don't get upset. <laughs> that's, yeah, it's a great, great attitude. A couple of announcements by MLB uh, earlier this morning, Chris. uh, We don't really have to take too much time on this, but the ghost runner rule for the regular season is now Mm -hmm. permanent. Uh, For you know, not for the playoffs, but for the regular season. I'm fine with this. I would go further. I would make after nine innings a tie, or I would go to nine innings and then a three round home run derby uh, and light off some fireworks. Uh, Point is, get done. But the fact that the pitch clock should be reducing the time of games overall, and then you throw this on the end, it's sounding like a three-hour game should be more of an aberration than not going forward. And that's good news for Major League Baseball. Yeah, completely agree. Uh, I kind of, I'm in the minority. I kind of like the Manfred man. Um, 17-inning games in the regular season suck. You know, they could set back teams way further back than just that single loss or win. You know, you, you have guys get hurt in those games. They, they're just no good. And I'm all for the game just trimming away that which isn't good. Well, you and me both. Uh, the other one, 
and this is smart. This is just a needed adjustment. Mm-hmm. Last year, they put in a, a new rule attempting to reduce the number of position players that pitched. They, first of all, forced you to have a designation of being either a pitcher or a position player or a two-way player. Uh, and then they said position players could only pitch in games that were six runs uh, or further apart uh, in terms of you know the, the deficit on the scoreboard, either six runs up or six runs down. Well, there were the most position players pitching in games in the history of baseball last year because teams with the pitcher restrictions, right, that 13-pitcher restriction that kicked in about the middle of the year last year, there were plenty of managers that went, oh, we're up nine to three, time to bring in the position player. We're up seven to one. It's time to bring in the position player in spots that you never saw them before in Major League Baseball. So now it is you're either 10 runs ahead or eight runs behind to be allowed to bring in a position player. And while those are small changes, I think they'll be effective. I think we'll see that number maybe cut in half this year. Yeah, Dave Roberts tried to play one in a game. He was only down five. So managers were totally leaning on it way too much. We got to see Albert Pujols pitch last year. So great little fade away on that trend that turned, that was fun for a minute and then turned, you know, pretty hard to watch fast. That might lower Huss on Kim's home run total a little bit this year. Hate to say that. Yeah. I think he, I think he yeah. got two or three off of position players last year. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> Hopefully, he's going to increase that. He doesn't just have to homer off Will Myers. It's true. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, okay, switching to spring training now, my friend. Uh, our producer Rafi came up with uh, put in our our little uh, chat area all of the non roster invitees uh, to training camp for the San Diego Padres. I don't think I should just read the list, although Chandler Siegel is a name you guys brought up before, and I appreciate that. Don't Google any of those guys. Just If you're curious, just don't, don't do it. See them in a, co- in a couple weeks. You're going to get it really fast. All right, so here's how we'll do this, Chris. You've seen the list. I've yeah. seen the list. So just very simply, who, if anyone, on this list of non-roster invitees excites you or gives you some thought that they may compete for a a roster spot i i have two answers one of them is just because it's a guy i brought up before on the show terso ornelis got an invite to spring training uh he is a contact bat i i think he's gonna do better than david Dahl. that's how i'll put it i don't think he has a shot to make the team but if he comes out in spring training and hits the ball the way he can, maybe puts a few over the fence. He might become an intriguing option, uh, you know, if we're talking about dealing from the bullpen for more offensive death or whatever. Uh, and Or he just stays along, and maybe he's up here in a year or two. He's only 23 or 24. Uh, and the other name is the obvious one, which is Jackson Merrill. You know, th- this is the guy as far as Padres' prospects goes. He's the guy that when we talk about Manny Machado or Hassan Kim potentially leaving the team in a year or two, that we turn our hopes toward. Um, and this will be our first really good look at him unless you watch the Arizona Fall League. 
So that that's the guy that I'll be watching very closely, and I'm, I'm stoked to see Terso in camp. All right, good answers. Uh, I'll give you two different answers. Um, I'll talk more about Merrill a little bit momentarily uh, in the podcast. Nonetheless, uh, the position player for me, <laughs> you just dismissed him. It's David Dahl. Uh, David Dahl was a really good hitter just a couple of years ago and a young hitter that, that showed average power all fields. Um, does he have it still in him? I don't know. Probably not. But outfield is a weak position for the San Diego Padres. David Dahl's got pedigree. So I'm excited to see him. He'll have plenty of chances to succeed because Juan Soto will be on the WBC Championship Dominican Republic team and he'll be gone for the whole month. So I, I'd, I'm curious, like I'm excited to see. Uh, and then, you know, amongst all of these interesting pitching invites, uh, the one guy that, I don't know why, but I just kind of feel like maybe he pops and he tries to fight for that stamina job at the back of the bullpen is our boy Comic Sans, Wilmer Font. I, I, I don't, he's got a good fastball. Like I've seen him pitch before. He's got a good fastball. Could Wilmer Font jump out of a, a crowded group and try and grab a bullpen job? I don't know that he can. But I like his name, so Wilmer Font and David Dahl are my two guys I'm excited about. The only thing about Dahl is he's got he's always had a fairly high strikeout rate, and that's all good when he's making good contact, but he just hasn't the past two, three years. If that contact comes back, if he's seeing the ball, you're right. He's got pop in the bat, but he's always kind of struck out, you know, we had the king of this in playing right field for three years or so in Hunter Renfro. And I, I guess I like that caliber of this prototype of player, and I don't like much worse than that. Well, with that, let's now get to our final discussion topic of the evening. Uh, and I put it like this. I said, uh, Chris, come up with five stories that you're going to be watching in spring training this year. I, I wrote out my Love five, it. but uh, in, inside our Discord, I did the uh, cool spoiler bars, so you couldn't necessarily read it until... Uh, hopefully, you didn't read them until you finished yours. Um, I didn't. Maybe you cheated. Uh, okay, so start with your number five, and we'll go up from five to one. I, uh, presuming they're in ascending order of interest, but they don't have to be. Um, mm. Start with your five and go from five to... Well, you give yours, I'll give mine, and we'll go from five to one. Oh, I, I set my last one up to be like the big one. So I'm going to go one to five just because well, five okay. is my one. I, I, well, I wanted to family feud this the whole time, Craig. This is what I wanted. I wanted to see what the people are saying. Um, okay. One is the last starter. You know, Jay Groom, uh, Brent Honeywell, uh, Julio Tehran. Like, which one of these guys steps up and gets that sixth spot? Because we know Martinez and Lugo are in the mix. We have our three. That isn't going to be enough. Everybody knows it. Who's the who, who rises and pulls the sword from the stone? That was my number four story, so absolutely. Um, you know, and, and I feel like there's a, a level... I don't know. I've got an unusual level of confidence that Nick Martinez is going to continue his second half pitching as a starter uh and that he's 
he's figured it out, that he's got this new level of confidence, and that he's coming in. And I think there's a very good chance that Nick Martinez is a better fourth starter than Mike Clevenger was last year. Uh, and that we're actually better in, in, in our pitching situation than we were in that way, uh, one through four, than last year. But the question is Lugo, it's Groom, it's all those other guys. And it's going to be something fun uh, to watch. So there, I, 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 I nicked one off of my list. And you nicked one off of yours. What's next on your? No, list? let's do yours next. You, what's your your next ascending? Okay, well, for me, the 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 least because that was number four for me, right? Um, the, the one that I mean, I'm absolutely watching, but I'm not going to put a ton of interest or a ton of uh, bandwidth, you know, bunch of chips on this spot. It's what we already talked about. It's Manny extension talk. Okay. I, I think that it's going to be one of the dominant discussion topics of the spring, but I truly believe that it'll either be resolved before he leaves for the WBC or in that three-day window between him coming back from the WBC and Peoria breaking, or it won't be. Yeah. And so I'm not going to make it the number one thing that's going to cloud my spring and make me worry about everything about Padres baseball. It's a, it's on the, the fifth burner on my stove, so to speak. Manny extension talk. Gotcha. I kept my things to items that are going to impact 2023. And my next one, it, it, you kind of got to it with Wilmer font is who's going to be the bullpen surprise seems like every year somebody comes in and their stuff is just undeniable. You can't leave them off the team. I think I have a person I know it's not going to be. I think I know it's not going to be Craig Stammen. But <laughs> I do think there's a chance there's it's a guy who kind of profiles out to a younger Craig Stammen in that he's a sinker ball with uh, one other decent pitch, and that's Sean Poppin. You know, we got him from the Diamondbacks, signed to a minor league deal. There's every, you know, indication that he won't start with the club. But maybe, you know, he's getting ground balls in that Arizona dry air this spring, and he's the guy that seizes the spot. Ain't no stopping my man Sean Poppin. <laughs> Put it on shirts! Right? I mean, you know, just for the, yeah, just for the memes. Uh that sounds fine. Um, well, we meant you mentioned it earlier. My number three thing on my list is Jackson Merrill. Jackson hmm. Merrill is going to get to play almost every game this spring. Uh, he won't get to play in the first week until the seventh or eighth inning, but he'll still be in in the probably sixth inning, the way that they handle spring training. So he'll probably be in the sixth inning, the first week of games. And then as soon as the entire infield safe Jake Cronenworth departs for <laughs> and by the way why didn't team usa ask jake cronenworth i know to play what's going on over there with those guys over uh, yeah. there what are they doing over there with those guys mark de rosa mark de rosa get your act together clean it up yeah, yeah exactly come on man shine get out your shine box de rosa get out your shine box um I, i'm really excited to see jackson merrill he's not gonna make the team 100% he will not make this team this year. It doesn't matter if he hits 700 in spring training. Jackson Merrill will not, not make the team. But wouldn't it be cool if he hit 700? How incredible <laughs> would that be 
for not only the potential of a blockbuster trade later in the year, but maybe just for keeping Jackson Merrill and him being the next, you know, left-handed Trey Turner coming up. Uh, I, I'm I'm excited to watch it. I normally don't watch spring training games on purpose because I don't like disruptive, uh, you know, deceptive results. But Merrill, who I know isn't making the team, I'm really curious to see how he does. Yeah, that's a fun one. Uh, he's uh, he's supposedly an exciting player, and this is going to be our first great look at him. So that's a great choice, Greg. My next one is who's on first. Um, you know, they got Matt Carpenter. He'll play some first. Jake Cronenworth, all-star second baseman. He's definitely going to play some first. Are they going to be, is he going to be playing some second? Because they might do there. Like, what what we got? Good question, because you froze for like 30 seconds. (laughs) No, could you still hear me? No, no, no. You were just a frozen pizza for like the entirety of that answer. What was that great answer? Please repeat it. I saw this. All right. Uh, my My next one is who's on first? You know, Jake Cronenworth is ostensibly filled in on the position, but the Padres got Matt Carpenter. Uh, Jake Cronenworth is going to be the only guy in the infield. Is he going to be playing first the whole time, or are they going to be trying to see who else might platoon at that spot? Uh, It's likely Carpenter, but that's all. Who's going to be playing first base? I have no idea. I like it. I like it. Yeah, no, I I think, yeah, I think it's Crone, Carpy, Cruz, but he won't be there. No. So, yeah, and then, like, can Taylor Colway grab a glove? I got to go back to the NRI list. Like, who's going to be the regular first baseman? Jansen Witty? You don't want it to be Jansen Witty. <laughs> Max Schrock? Who's going to be starting at first? Max Schrock is the second baseman, and you don't want to Damn see it. him playing second base either. <laughs> <laughs> These are not names that are good for the Google. That's what I mean. Just like I, I did it because it's the old bit. Who's on first? Uh, yes. But kind of like who's on first? Like is Crow going to be there the whole time? Well, that's a good question. Um, all right, my fourth one, which is number two on my list, mm-hmm. is. Luis Camposano. Uh, I want to see not only how Luis Camposano plays, I'm very hopeful that he has a big spring that bolsters confidence uh, yeah. inside the Padres brass. But beyond that, I'm very curious. Are the Padres going to roll Austin Nola out there for five of seven spring starts and yeah. only have Camposano chip in every once in a while or come in in the fourth or the fifth all the time? Or is Luis Camposano going to start at catcher a good solid half the time or more than half the time because they already know what they have in NOLA and they're trying to figure out more in Camposano. Ideally, I'd like to see Camposano be the number one starter in spring training so that you're figuring out what you've got, understanding that you've got Nola's mediocre, high-floor, low-ceiling output already in your back pocket, and that no matter what, he, he can roll out there and hit 265 with three home runs you know, and, and 40 walks. 
Uh, so how they play him, if they play him, and how he plays are all interesting topics for me. Will they play Camposano at DH? Will they play Camposano at first base? Could yeah. Luis Camposano be the regular first baseman with everybody away? Uh, and and they, they roll Cronenworth over to second for a little while. All of these things are fascinating to me. That's why it's high on the list. Yeah. Such a good topic. It just always oh, back. All right. What are you just just so good you just disconnected? I mean, like And all those things, Craig, play into potential trades. Jackson Merrill, Luis Campusano. These things all play into potential trades. One through four. You're absolutely right, my friend. It feels like a journey from a long way away and yet one that was oh so close. What's your fourth on the list? Well, this is my uh, my fourth on the list are two uh, guys that came into the league the same year. They're going to have their contracts expire at the same time. Both of them were not invited to play for the American World Baseball Classic team. That is Trent Grisham and Jake Cronenworth. If the I want to see both of these guys have solid spring um, that making good contact and having good approaches at the plate uh, because Lord knows Grish is going to need it coming into the season. The dude it runs on confidence. That is his fuel. So if he has a good spring, I give him a much better shot at you know doing damage at the back end of the lineup when the season starts. And the same with Cronenworth. You know, these are just two guys that they need to to do really well this year and next to, to you know, set their families up, come free agency. I like it. Yeah. Well, I'll be definitely paying attention to that. Uh, and with that said, though, I just feel confident that they're going to be there and they're going to be a part of it. Um, and it's their future I'm more interested in than their spring. The The last one for me, probably, I don't know, I feel like objectively would be first on everyone's list for what you're going to watch in spring training. It's Fernando Tatis Jr. Fernando Tatis Jr. How is he going to play? Where is he going to play? <laughs> what position in the lineup is he going to hit? Is he going to hit in the same position in the lineup every game? Or are they going to move him around? Is he going to play the same position in the field? Or are they going to move him around in spring training? All of them. How is he going to handle... You know, how are pitchers going to pitch to him? How are opposing fans going to treat him? How's he going to handle the media every day? I'm not really worried about that one. I think he's going to be fine in that aspect. But everything, everything Fernando Tatis Jr., all the other guys are going to be away, but FTJ is going to be able to play. And he's going to be in the lineup every single day. Better be in the lineup. Could you imagine if they start doing load maintenance in spring? I will be worried. If in the second week of spring, they're like, well, Fernando's played three games in a row and we need to give him a day off because the shoulder, because the wrist. They're like, really? Is that what it's going to be? You know, so all of it, every single bit, every single bit on the plate, I'm ready to eat when it comes to Fernando Tatis Jr. in spring 20, training 2023. Dude, that is clearly the number one story for Padres spring training. It might be the number one story for Major League Baseball spring training that isn't the World Baseball Classic. 
one of the faces of the game. You won't get to see him when the games start to matter, you know, in the beginning of the season. But this is your sneak peek. See where he's at. I mean, there's mystery, there's suspense, uh, there's drama. You know, maybe Bo Mel slots him in the nine hole. <laughs> Start off like, I'm going to show you your place. You're nine playing, playing catcher. You're jumping through hoops, Nando. I don't want to see him play catcher. I want to see him play right field. I want to see him playing right field most of the spring. Uh, and I want to see him just launching balls. So, yeah, we, we family feuded that one, Craig. <laughs> Number one answer. Indeed. Uh, yeah, it's Fernando. Of course it is. It's the number one answer for everything Padres. Yeah. Number one X Factor. Number one anything. It's Fernando Tatis Jr. And I've said that all winter. There's not one other move the Padres can possibly make. Not Xander. Not a trade for a pitcher. Nothing that has as much potential variability as either getting an eight-win player Back in your lineup, yep. or a two-win player, or a no-win player, you know, or an injured player. Like you just you don't know. So it's yeah, we're all gonna watch. All right, Padres hot tub. Anything else uh, on your mind, Mister Reed? Before we adjourn for the week, nothing on my mind except for gratitude. Baseball season is among us, uh, upon us. It's not a person. It's not an alien. Not like the things that they're shooting down over Canada and Montana. It's not a game. It's not actually among us. We don't have to eject. <laughs> is Craig Stammen the imposter? Can we boot him out of the spaceship? <laughs> That's a good this game. Would have been I've, a, I've, played, uh, I've played among us. That's a great one. I mean, that would have been a Hosmer joke a year ago. Now I'm struggling. I don't have the guy I just want to automatically eject from our mm. spaceship anymore. I always had that guy before. I'm like, 30 is sus. Let's vote for 30. He's sus. I saw him in the engine room. Oh, my God. Rafi Cantor is our producer. We love him. That's Chris Reed. I'm Craig Elston. This is Padres Hot Tub. Have a drink is coming up later this week for our patrons exclusively. You're not a patron? Go to patreon.com slash Padres Hot Tub. See you.